it's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to G. Cobb in the House on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Micah Warren. I am with Gary G. Cobb. G., how's it going, buddy? Uh, doing great, doing great. Uh, you know, uh, got to Friday. Always love Friday. Yes, that's right. We made it on Friday. We're also joined by uh, Mike Perry from OTR Sports Online. He writes with me over on that side. Mike uh, Perry, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Got out of the stock market on Monday, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now, you, I wanted to mention this before we get started. Obviously, we're going to talk Eagles and McNabb and all that stuff because that's what we tend to do here. I, I just realized something uh, this week that – I may have to spend the next two weeks. I'm thinking Eastern Europe or somewhere far away. If um, if the Vikings and the Colts win, I don't think I can stand the media coverage of Peyton versus Favre. I, I'm going to have to leave. I'm going to plan my vacation. This is what I'm taking two weeks from now. I'm out of here. I'll come back to the Super Bowl. But can you guys imagine if it's Peyton against Favre? It'll be through. I mean, I, you know that's what the television stations are hoping oh. for. But uh, it will be through the roof. Um, you know, I mean, there, there will be people. Uh, well, you know, John Madden will pass out. Uh, a lot of the other guys <laughs> do the games. And uh, realize, though, when, when guys do the games, one of their jobs that they, they always try to tell you is we've got to make heroes, okay? Because, you know, people look, look at heroes. So they've done, they've done some kind of job with these guys. I mean, <laughs> they're the oh. second coming. <laughs> it's going to be the whole... Oh, who's the better quarterback? If Peyton wins, is he automatically the best quarterback of all time? If Favre wins, is he the best? Who's better? Oh, my God. I, I started to get sick just thinking about it. Well, they'll be, they'll be doing stuff like, look at the way, look at the way he looks. Look at, the way, look at the way he walked out of the tunnel. Now, that's the way you walk out of the tunnel. I mean, That's a champion. That's a leader right there. Now, that is a leader. Oh. Well, it could happen. It very well could happen. And, uh, you know, while we're on the topic, what's What's that, Perry? I said, well, what other, it, let's say the 23-7, it's Peyton Manning and Brett Favre. Who else? Who gets the other hour from those teams? Is anyone? Or is it just all week long, Peyton uh, Favre? Well, well, you know uh, that if either one of them wins, I mean, they got to give them the MVP, even, even if they go 10 for 35. I mean. <laughs> you can put money on that. And, gee, we've talked about that forever. That is the. The worst award, I think, is the Super Bowl MVP is such nonsense. Oh, well, well, you know, that is a violation of sports. You know, sports, the great thing about sports, and the reason I think the country loves sports is, hey, you go out, you do the job, you're rewarded. You don't do the job, hey, you know, I mean, everybody gets a chance to see it. You know, uh, you can talk before the game, but you start, it starts out 0-0. And, you know, I think that they, have, they are starting to take that away when they start to go into this overhype about the quarterback. I mean, come on. The great thing about football, it's a team sport, even though uh, the reason they do it, of course, it's financial. <laughs> yeah, because, and, uh, you know, you know, I know uh, we're, we're used to the sport. movies, and in the movies you have a hero, you have a star. And so uh, they, they, <clears throat> excuse me, they try to make the quarterback the star, even if he's not the star. You know? And if he's the star, you give him credit. I mean, Manning goes out there, throws for 300 and some yards or – or Breeze, or, or Favre, or whatever, fine. But if they don't do it, then shut up about them. <laughs> no, I agree. And that's going to bring me to the McNabb stuff, because 
we talked about this a little last week, and, and I had somebody ask me this week to write something up for GCOB.com on, uh, on this. You know, because there's really two parts to the McNabb argument. Should he stay or should he go? And what the Eagles actually will do. You know, what the right thing is and what they're going to do. And as far as what, do, what should the Eagles do? So what's the right move? And I started thinking about that. This is a very young team, you know, and, and I came to the conclusion, if you stick with Donovan for another year and you don't get there, what's, what have you really lost? Everybody's still 23. I mean, well, that's why, you know, you've got all these pieces, uh, you know, and, and really the thing is, I think with the, the way things are working out with, with Cobb is he could wind up where he's stuck and he can't go anywhere for a couple years anyway. So, you know, uh, why would you do it before you had to? And, and the whole thing is now, see, Donovan could be pushing it on the Eagles from the standpoint he's, he might be saying, hey, look, uh, if you don't give me a long-term contract, then I'm out, then I want out, meaning I'm not willing to play under a one-year deal. Well, if that's the case, then, then Donovan's, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's the one that's pushing to get out of here, and then you move him, you know. But if he's willing to pay on a one-year deal, why, why wouldn't you? I mean, he's never played with these kind of weapons, and when he did, when he played with big-time weapons, he made it to the Super Bowl. So, you know, I, I think it, it, it makes sense to keep him another year. But but we will see. We will see what they will do. Perry, what do you think? It's your call. You're the GM, even though they don't have one technically right now. You keep Donovan for another year? Yeah, I keep him because, I mean, you know, I mean, we're assuming that Vic is gone, right? He's going to go and get a starting job somewhere else. We're not going to re-sign him for, what, five and a half million or, or keep him for five and a half million. That's right? a lot for a gadget guy. That. And then, so if we, if we get rid of Donovan McNabb, then we're just stuck with Kevin Cobb, and that's it. That's then. That, that's that's a huge risk right there. I mean, then then you have to bring in a veteran quarterback, and there aren't really any good veteran quarterbacks out there that you can bring in to to back up Cobb. So then, do you draft a, a quarterback? I mean, you can't just be stuck with Kevin Cobb. Yeah, I had actually thought about that. That's true because if you do get rid of Donovan, you probably are getting rid of Vic. Although I have heard people say that if they get rid of Donovan, they're going to keep Vic. Um, Gee, would you turn it into a training camp competition? If they trade Donovan, assuming they don't get another quarterback in return, like somebody good like Kyle Orton, um, it, would you turn it? It would be a training camp competition. Would you let Vic compete? Well, you know, you could. Uh, I think that, you know, you could do it and play a game with it and really where you, you really all, almost made up your mind. And, but, uh, you know, I think that's reasonable uh, to do that, if, uh, uh, to, to do it in uh, the training camp uh, competition because, you know, you know that um, you want to see you want the best guy. So I, I could see doing that. Uh, I don't think it would be any harm in that because you know you could go with whichever guy you wanted to go, regardless of how they're playing. Really, you know, and you know the Andy is willing to do that. Yeah, that would probably that would probably turn out pretty well. And the other side too is let's not forget uh, they could get an offer for Cobb they like. You know, it, maybe. And again, I brought up Cleveland before. And I know, you know, Hecker might like Cobb. Uh, you know that's true. You know that 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 definitely is a a possibility uh, that uh, you know that that could be the way that they uh, that they look at it and they go, you know what, you know we like what we're getting here, and uh, that may be the case. Um, and you know you you just say, well, you know we're gonna we're gonna resign McNabb then if you're gonna do that. See, so yeah, and then you're stuck again. You're like you get. You know, Cobb's on another team. Vic's not going to stay with McNabb, so then you're just stuck with McNabb and nothing else. (laughs) 
Yeah, they're, they're probably getting thin at quarterback if they make a major move. I think they, they have to be. And I don't know, I don't know what you do to bring in. You, you don't want to, even if you drafted somebody, you know, you're still bringing in a kid that can't help you should something happen to either Cobb or McNabb, whoever you have, goes down long term, your season's done. I don't know what they can feel you up to. I think probably what they'll do is I think they're probably going to move Vic and keep the other two. I, I think that's what they're going to end up doing because, uh, you know, I don't think they want a crisis. And they don't have a crisis. They got both of those guys on the contract. You can move Vic and get something for him. And um, I think, because uh, from what I've heard, you know, people saying that somehow the the Eagles worked something out with the league where the league kind of asked them to take Vic because they didn't want him to be a big problem where, you know, um, people were thinking they were blocking him out of the league or anything. So the Eagles did that, and now they'll move him to somebody else. And, uh, you know, the Eagles did the league a favor. You know, I've, I've heard some of that. And, and really, if it, if it is the case, you know, uh, shame on them because, you know, it, you, you should be making decisions about based on your team solely on what gives you a better chance to win rather than a bunch of uh, politics or, you know, uh, some kind of nonsense involving the league. But, I, you know, I don't know if there's any truth to that and stuff. But I, I will tell you, you know, uh, the, the games this week, I mean, Rex Ryan and the Jets, what are they doing there? I mean, how could the Jets be in the situation where they <laughs> are in a position where they could go to the to the Super Bowl? And how did the Colts wind up where all they got to do is beat the Ravens and the Jets and they're in the Super Bowl? I mean, come on. Talk about a gift. The Colts yeah, got a number, These the- number five seeds and these number six seeds the last four years have been getting to the conference finals. But I don't think the Jets, I don't know how they got there. You know, and then also, come on, San Diego? Oh, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about, now you had mentioned this about Phillip Rivers. Look at the look at the talent he's had. He's had LT there all these years. He's had, you know, um, uh, of course, the great, uh, what am I thinking Gates. of, the great tight end they've got, um, Gates. Gates, you know. Uh, you've had him there all those years. You've got some, you know, outstanding wide receivers. You've you got a backup back that a lot of people will want in Sproles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the defense is pretty good. And, you know, you got all of that, and, and you can't do anything. I mean, you, you, you haven't gotten uh, where you get in a point and you can't beat the Jets. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's bad. And, you know, in speaking about Donovan, we, this, is, this is what bugs me about the – I don't hear anybody saying Philip Rivers can't get it done. I don't hear anybody saying Carson Palmer can't get it done. Yeah. But with Donovan, he can't get it done. At least yeah. Carson Palmer. I mean, he's been on some lousy teams, um, and, and he's had injuries and things like that. But then again, they killed Donovan for that too. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, I cut I cut Carson more slack than Philip Rivers. I mean, Philip Rivers has had great teams, you yeah. know, and 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 really, he he was terrible uh, when you think of it uh, this past week. I mean, the interception he threw on the goal line, oh. so that bad of a pick in a key situation like you're in the end zone. How are you going to just throw the ball up for grabs like that? Oh, my. You know, come on. No, and, the Jets uh, do have a good defense, but. Uh, I mean, uh, the throw he made, there was nobody in his face. He just threw a turn. The guy was wide open. He just totally missed him. You know, because McNabb's not the only guy that misses people. You know, you, you think he was the only people. Because if, if he's 61% this year, yeah. then why are all the other guys right around him? 
if he's you know such a pathetic passer and 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 I and understand this, I am angry at Donovan that he hasn't improved his accuracy uh, because I think he should work on that more. And I don't want to see him running you know uh, uh, all type of drills for his quickness and stuff. Look, get the ball to the guy. Come on, uh, be, he he could be more accurate than he is, and that and that's. You know, that's something he, he, he's got to work on. He's got to improve in that area. And the biggest thing, you know, as, as I've written numerous times, is that that's my biggest problem with McNabb is that, uh, you know, I haven't seen the improvement in, in his areas where he's weak at. Come on. Take something off the ball on the short throws. Don't throw bullets at guys. You, you know, your job is not to throw a bullet so it makes it hard to catch. Throw the ball where it's catchable, you know. So yeah, I could go on and on about that, you know. He gets a little bit of the happy feet, too. Like, you can tell when he gets excited and he starts to dance. And that's when you see balls sail on him and things like that. And you're right, it hasn't changed, G, and I don't know that it's going to at this point. I mean, and that's kind of the argument. Donovan, you know what you have in Donovan. Some people know that what they have and they don't like it. Some people know and they said, I'll stick with what I know. But we've got to go to a break. We'll come back. And we've got, we got lots more football to discuss on the other side of this. Uh, this is G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Discover the world's only speed training program that guarantees your athletes have their best season ever or your money back. No questions asked. Let's face it, the best athletes on any team in any sport are the fastest athletes. The team with the most speed is almost always going to be more successful. The fact that you're listening to this right now tells me that you know this is true and that your athletes are not as fast as you want them to be. But how do you make them faster? After all, like many coaches, maybe you were told that you can't teach speed, that an athlete is either born with it or they're not. Right? Wrong. Arguably the biggest myth in all of sports is that you can't teach speed or coach athletes to new levels of athletic success and performance. The level of success your athletes experience has little to do with running plays or specific ball skills. Instead, it depends entirely on your ability to teach them the one skill required to dominate every sport, speed. Put Latif Thomas and his team to work for you. Visit CompleteSpeedTraining.com or call toll-free 877-510-3278. That's 877-510-FAST. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
you're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. All right, we're back here on G Cobb in the house. Joined as always with G Cobb, and uh, we're with Mike Perry from OTRSportsOnline.com this week. And uh, we, we touched on this a little bit, before, you know, during the break. But let's talk about that Cowboys Vikings game. First of all, first of all, this is the worst playoffs in the NFL I have seen. I can remember for a long time. These the Cardinals and the uh, and the Packers was a good one. Great game. I guess the Jets upsetting upsetting the Chargers. The rest is terrible. Yeah, yeah, it, it, ha- it has not been been uh, uh, great playoffs. I mean, I, I think that is uh, very evident. Um, some really subpar games uh, that um, were were boring. I mean, that, that put it honestly. I mean, just were boring. I mean, uh, if you if you look at the game where uh, the Colts won, I mean, they went twenty to three. Oh. That was, you know, uh, the most exciting plays were plays where um, you know the pick off by Ed Reed and he got the ball knocked out of his hands, but. It just was not an exciting game. I mean, so I, I agree with you that this has not been a great playoffs this year. I've been turning on the Jersey Shore on DVR, you know, the second half of these games. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> but the, the, now the Cowboys game last week, though, because um, everyone, fans, me, I keep hearing, boy, the Cowboys got killed. The people that actually could stomach staying through that game, Cowboys hung in it. It really wasn't until the end that it got out of hand. It was a few touchdowns. It's like, all right, this is done. I mean, you but, look at the game. The Cowboys, uh, you know, they really um, they let this one get away because they started off the game where they should have put some points on the board. But yep. you had um, you had Romo fumble on that third down play um, where he was in a situation where, you know, he should have wrapped the ball up. I mean, uh, and, and really, I thought they should have went for it on fourth down when they went for the field goal. Uh, so that, I thought that was a mistake, but they were in positions to um, to score, and you know they had their field goal kicker missing all those uh, kicks, and oh. they weren't able to um, uh, to get it done when they got in the, to the uh, you know in, in scoring situations, and then uh, Minnesota came back. But and even the, the time that, that first throw, come on, that that ball could have been intercepted if the guy turns around and sees the ball. But you know things Brilliant worked out. Job. But that's what Favre will do. He'll put it up. And he's got a big receiver that he believes in, and he'll put the ball up and let him make a make a play. And that's something the Eagles, you know, have got to think about, which is, you know, it wouldn't hurt to have somebody with some size. Then they, uh, no, I agree. You're right. I mean, Macklin's a, a decent size, but he's not like Sidney Rice size. But, you know, you mentioned Sweezham. It's been a lousy playoff for kickers. I know. Shane Graham, terrible. Nate Kading, oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> These teams don't have... These are playoff-caliber teams that, that just don't have kickers. Uh, now, and getting back to Romo, uh, he, I don't put this game on him. He had, he had pressure in his face, as we've said numerous times. Pressure up the middle will kill you. He had yep. it in every direction. Perry, what did you think? Did you notice, like, as the game wore on, he wanted less and less a part of being back there? It kind of reminded me of McNabb in the last couple games where, I know I dropped back, I'm getting hit. It's not if, it's when. And I don't trust my line anymore. Did you feel like he just didn't trust his line anymore? 
that, well, that, that's, that's what happens to Romo. I mean, you, you saw it against the Eagles at the end of the, the previous season. I mean, if you get pressure on that guy, that's what he does. That's what he looks like. And he takes, you know, two steps back, and, and he's anticipating that pressure coming, and he just starts getting his happy feet. That's what you got to do. I mean, I was watching that game and watching how that Minnesota D-line was dominating that game, and that's the first thing I thought of about, you know, this year and the Eagles and what they need to do. You know, that they need to beef up that line so they can, you know, get that pressure to Romo, which they didn't do at all the last two games of the season, even the first one. Yeah, and it's not even just Romo. That's just, in general, philosophically, they just need to get a better front four. Well, I want to get your guys' it's take just on... It's fun watching Romo scramble, and I like that. I enjoy that. <laughs> you, you had fun with that. Yeah. Everybody seems to like Patterson and Bunkley. Uh, they're good tackles. You know, they, they, they hold their ground. They're not pass rushers. Nah, I think, you know, I, you know uh, look at uh, Nada. Look at Haloti uh, Nada uh, with, the, uh, with the Ravens. You know, check out uh, Kevin Williams uh, with mm-hmm. the Vikings. You know, those are the great tackles who are able to dominate both against the run and the pass. And they, uh, they shrink the pocket. You know, that's a big part of it, too, which is, you know, the quarterback shouldn't be able to step up. You make the job easier for the ends, you know, if you're able to put that kind of pressure on where you're able to push back the center and the guards into his face. So those guys, they get patted on the back. And that's why I have a problem with some of the guys in the media locally in that, you know, if a guy's a nice guy, you know, as long as he's not Donovan McNabb, hey, give the guy a break. He'd be nice to him. I mean, I'm tired of this Sheldon. Sheldon uh, Brown going to the Pro Bowl. Enough. You know? I mean, come on. He snuck up the place at the end of the season. In, 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 in all of the Cowboys games, he was getting beat like a drum. Every Cowboys game, he got beat for big plays. You know? Why isn't anybody ever called on the carpet? Why does the defense always get a pass if they can stink up the joint? Come on. They gave up 500 yards those last two games, each game about. Well, see, you know how yards. they do it. <laughs> they... They blame the defense while not blaming them. So what I, what I heard and read after that, uh, the Cowboys games was, boy, the defense, boy, they were terrible. They got beat. Well, but Donovan has to be better. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the thing about it is, you know, uh, uh, you know I, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with calling Donovan out. I mean, I, I get on him, but my goodness, can we get on somebody else? I mean, I go on the radio and I start calling out the defense, and people start getting mad at me. What do you mean? What about McNabb? I'm going like we talk about him all the time. What about the defense that can't ever force a, t- a turnover during a b- big game? Come on, they get in these championship games, they can't force a turnover. Look who's, look who's winning. Those guys are forcing turnovers. Look at the Vikings. How did they win yeah. that game? They're turnovers. Well, Come sure, on. And, then, and, that, and so, you know, the, the, what it all says is that you need to get some pass rushers that can get to the quarterback without relying too much on the blitz. The, the blitz should be a gimmick on passing down. But it, it's become the base package for the Eagles. Because other than Trent Cole, they don't have anybody to get to the quarterback. Yeah, Jukwe Parker had eight sacks this year, whatever. I'm not, I don't call him a, uh, a starting defensive end. They need somebody, and that comes back to uh, Bunkley and Patterson. They don't get to the quarterback. Yeah, and you know, and, and uh, there, you know, it's it's like it, it, that's fine. It, look, if you're going to talk about and see, this is where I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, I want to see McNabb improve, but I want to see all the other guys improve too. I mean, if if uh, you know, and I'm I'm really the secondary. We all know that hey, you need good secondary and everything, 
but a secondary is not going to get you a championship. That's, you need dominating people up front. They are the most important part, dominating people up front. Which they that don't what is have essential on if you ball. want to be able to make, make, get it done uh, in the playoffs against good teams. That's very true. And looking at even at the other side, uh, the offensive side of the ball, when you talk about up front, Harry, what was your take on Jason Peters this year? Did you guys notice, as I did, it seemed like he could have been called for false start penalties probably 12 more times. He gets out of there so quick, and I'm thinking, boy, they got away with one there. He doesn't seem to get the snap count. He seems to dog it as soon as the game is over. Harry, do you like the Peters side? I mean, what are you thinking this year? I don't know. He, he, he's a pro bowler this year, so he had a great season. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's it. I don't know. It's just he's just inconsistent. You can, I mean, he's guaranteed you know two penalties a game. Um, it seems like he makes uh, you know that the stupid penalty was against the Cowboys, blocking the guy from ten yards oh. out of bounds, getting a fifteen yard penalty. I mean, your head's got to be in the game. It, does, it just seems like he he passes on a couple down, and you can't do that. He does seem to have some dog in him. And, and again, they were banged up toward the end of the year. You got Nick Cole. I like Nick Cole. I didn't love him at center when he was in there. Max Gene Gillis can't move. Yeah. Um, uh, Gene, what was your take on the offensive line? What's that, Perry? That offensive line was just awful to watch this year. I mean, just guys in and out. Just They never could get, get things right at all. You didn't yeah, like the rotation. Was, there, were, there were a lot of guys moving around. See, the, the thing with, with the Peters to me is, you know, if he were playing defensive end, I wouldn't have a problem with him. But, see, as an offensive uh, tackle, you can't have great plays and then bad plays. You've got to be consistent. And that's where he lacks is the consistency because I do see him. He's a better run blocker than Trey Thomas ever was. Sure. Uh, because, you know, because he's meaner and he's, he, he's, he's built lower to the ground and everything. So, you know, if you're going to run more, then he would be an even better asset. But you can't have those brain locks where he's, he's either offsides or he's, he's giving up a sack because you've you got to have more consistency uh, out of him, and, and that's what I see, which is, you know, uh, if he were playing a different position, I wouldn't have a problem with him. But, you know, he, he gives up too many sacks and too many, uh, he has too many bad plays to be, uh, you know, at the level where you're playing championship ball from your left tackle spot. So that's what I see with them. And so now I wonder, too, you got Sean Andrews who will probably come back. I mean, just roll the dice on that one or roll your eyes when I say that, whatever you want to do. Um, they had plans. Yeah, I mean, you know, with, with Sean Andrews, they need to stop talking about him. They don't, need to depend, they don't need to count on him. They do not need to be counting on Sean Andrews. They need to put him over there. They don't need to cut him. Because they're not paying him any money. Come on. Son Andrew signed a deal where he, he's going to be signed when, when his grandkids are already signed up. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he, he, signed, he signed a foolish deal. But because of that, he keep his butt around. Like I said, he, I think he's make, he might be making – he's not even making a million dollars a year, I don't think. And, and what's the big deal? Sit him over there, but don't depend on him. Meaning, like, if he comes up and all of a sudden he's healthy – then, you, you, you know, you set Nick Cole down and you put him in there. You put him back at guard? Yeah, I would probably put him at guard. Um, you know, even though, you know, I probably, would, I probably would put him at guard. But, you know, putting him at tackle is not out of the question because he can be a dominating player. And, 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 and really, you know, 
We talk about all the stuff about wanting to win a championship. Look, you need dominating players. You don't need nice guys. You know, those other guys, I mean, uh, Nick Cole's a nice player, you know. Max Gene Gillis is not even a nice player. Um, no, you know, not. Uh, Winston Justice is a nice tackle. You know, uh, when, when Sean Andrews is on his game, he's dominating people. I mean, you can yep. run over there all day. And, and you, you know, remember back to 2006 when they were running the ball, you see where they were running. They were running behind him all the time. And he's a great guy getting out, pulling and stuff. But, you know, you can't – don't count on him. But it'd be foolish to cut him. Why? You know? No, I agree. And you bring him back. You put him at guard. You let Nick Cole probably start at center until Jamal Jackson recovers. So, I mean, he yeah. could be valued, valued to you there. Would... Well, you know, you, you, I, I, don't count on Andrews, though. I mean, I wouldn't put him in as, in the, as a starter or anything like that. You know, he has to be get healthy. But if he shows up next year and he's healthy and ready to play, there's not a better offensive lineman on the team. No, he's, he's hands down your best guy. Yeah. We'll keep that going. More football talk on the other side. We've got to take a break. This is G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports hey football fans are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the buffalo bills and the national football league are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football instead of answering your questions they prefer to listen to themselves and when they don't like what you're saying they just cut you off well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. It's all about action. Touchdown! Scores. Taking a look at the NBA tonight. Highlights. He's broken loose. He's at the 30. And headlines. Big trade in the NFL this afternoon. When you are looking to talk sports, look no further than the Voice America Sports Network. We bring you some of the biggest names and all the sports news you can handle. Whether it's basketball, off the glass, football, Come on. golf, racing, or the Olympics, we've got you covered. We'll even cover tailgating. To the Voice America Sports Network. It's all things sports. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
Peter joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free, 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. We're back on G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm with G Cobb and Mike Perry from OTR Sports Online. Now, now, now let me jump in here real quick. You know, uh, I had a gentleman uh, tell me that he had called in and he's listening to the show. Look, for you guys that are calling in and you're listening to the show, why don't, why don't you uh, ask them questions and things or, or get involved if you do call in. Uh, so anybody that's uh, listening, you know, I encourage you to call in uh, because it's pretty easy. You know, you can get a chance to could ask questions and things, and uh, if you do call in, you know, uh, just just pipe in or something or let us know that uh, you're on the line. Yeah, 888-346-9144. Give us, a, give us a call. Who wouldn't want to join this fun? I mean, really. <laughs> talking football, we're talking Eagles. Uh, we got the playoffs, of course. And uh, so what are we thinking this week? We got, you know, you guys notice how, mu- how much the playoffs went through the domes this year. A lot of domes. I don't like um, that at all. Yeah, the domes. It has been dome, and uh, it, it, that that does take something away. I think. I like to see these games in the snow, cold weather. Uh, you know, you just don't get that anymore. You know, no, it, it have, definitely is an element which, um, you know, it can make a game. You know, take away parts of the game, or maybe the throwing in some some cases and things. But there's something about you know the outside, the outdoors. Um, uh, there's something about that, I think, which adds uh, a different depth uh, to the game, I think, you know. Of course it does. And that's, you know, that's what really bugs me about the Super Bowl. You go through the playoffs, all the cold weather, the Packers and the Giants played in four degree, you know, negative four-degree weather. Everyone's frozen. And then next week, hey, we're at the beach. We're in a dome. Yeah. I, I know they want that good weather. We've only had one bad weather Super Bowl. It was 06 uh, in the rain. Come on, people are still going to show up. And if the corporate people that don't really care about football, if they don't go, I don't care. I mean, most of the people at the Super Bowl, what percentage do you think are really fans? 20? Yeah, well, that's, that's big business, you know. So, people you know, still that's go. what's happening at the Super Bowl. It's not as much uh, where you have the, the true fans there. You know, that's uh, – you're, you're talking about big business, you know. I know. It's not even about the game. Anymore. What's that, Barry? Wait till they have it in London in ten years. <laughs> oh, what a lousy idea that would be! What yeah, I know that's crazy. crazy. Come on, <laughs> you know. And and then and uh, they've already seen they're not going to sell them on the game. You know, they've already got their uh, football. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't uh, care. And, uh, you know, I hope they I hope they don't do that. Uh, I don't think it's a good idea. But um, you know, I, I know they they you know. They're thinking about the dollars and the chance to make more dollars, but I don't think it's a good thing to do. But you know, if you're know, a consumer sure electronics company, anyway. you expand into you know you expand into global markets. It's football. Nobody cares but us. There's a reason football isn't in the Olympics because no one cares. It's, a, uh, it's, a, it's the biggest. You know, I, I, I got a guy here on my Facebook. I put a thing up for the um, you know about the show and everything. He says uh, Phillies and Eagles. Come on, G, give the Flyers some airtime. Yeah, I got him some air time, all right. You know, uh, some air out the back end, that's about it. No. How about that Carcilla, man, playing out of his mind? 
What's that? Carcillo, he's playing out of his mind for the Flyers. There you go. Well, okay, Perry, why don't you get good? We... <laughs> Perry, give us your quick take on the Flyers. You probably see more of them than we do. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Carcillo's playing out of his mind. That guy probably enjoyed me saying that. Now let's talk football. <laughs> I'm glad we covered that. Yeah. Man, that's, that's in-depth. So, so anyway, uh, we, got, we got New Orleans and the Vikings, two big smash-mouth dome teams. And I, I, I'm concerned about that defensive line. If I'm the Saints, if you look at both teams, the Vikings have the more complete team. And, gee, it's funny. We talked about this, let's say, three, four weeks ago. We kept talking about these teams are playing terribly. Well, that kind of changed, so... There goes yeah, that talk. Uh, they got their stuff together. Both of them did. Well, you know, both of them benefited from playing at home. And, you know, uh, in fact, uh, in, in, in talking about the game, you know, um, the uh, Cowboys uh, talked about the fact that uh, they really got messed up with the noise uh, once they really started making a lot of noise because they weren't able to check out of things. And so, uh, you know, if you are a dome team uh, and you make enough noise, uh, you really uh, allow um, – uh, you really can take away some of the changes and in, in, uh, the, uh, the different um, checks and things that the quarterback can do if, you're, you know, if your crowd is making so much noise where they can't check out of certain things, see. And right. so that, that really benefited the Cowboys. And they said that really they benefited uh, with the Eagles in that they were at home when they played the Eagles, and it, it really had a big part of the game too because they were able to check out of things where if it was too much noise – they couldn't have audible as much uh, when the Eagles jumped into their blitzes, you know. So that well, that was a big part that played in that game, and and Tony Romo said it, and and some of the Cowboys were talking about it, and and, and also the Vikings were talking about it. So you know the the, the Saints are going to have that advantage uh, on Sunday. Yeah, and the Cowboys got their feelings hurt a little bit too. Did you notice that? Well, no feelings well, after hurt. the game. Yeah, I saw that um, with. Um, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Keith Brookings. Yeah, Keith Brookings. Yeah. Perry, you yeah, think they um, should have gone for it, or, or should, see? To me, I think they should. They they would right to go for it on fourth down. That's usually the gentlemanly thing to do, as you go for it on fourth, as opposed to taking the extra point. But you usually run. Were you surprised they threw it, Perry? Yeah, I, I was a little surprised with it. I mean, Keith Brookings all of a sudden, uh, you know, all of a sudden upset. Yeah, he didn't make. He didn't make a play. You know, the whole game. You know, if he, if he doesn't want him to score at the end of the game, then make a play. Stop it. Yeah, you know, that, is the, that does tend to be the rule. Yeah, that's, that's the rule, but, that's, that's you know, it, it's Favre, so it's okay when Favre does it. Hey, any, anything Favre does is the best. I, I just can't, I can't emphasize that enough. Now, what are you thinking this week? You think, uh, you think the Saints have enough on defense to stop Favre and, and this offense? I do. I, I, th- I think the, that, that game yesterday, I think the Saints got their swagger back. They got their confidence back. I mean, they were playing out of their minds up until those, what, those last, last three games they lost. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And they were playing out of their minds. That offense is potent. So I, I, think, uh, I think as good as Minnesota's defense is, I think they're going to have a tough time stopping that offense, especially in that down. Well, they're definitely going to have a tough time, I think, stopping uh... – up in New Orleans. That that you know, both of the offenses are that good. What, what concerns me though is I don't know if the, the Saints have much on defense. I think a lot of it's been masked by the fact that they're up forty to two. Who's uh, that? You talking about the uh, Saints? 
Yeah, the Saints, Saints just take the ball free. away, though. They, they, the Saints take the ball away. They make big plays on defense. They got sharper back there. I think they're up in the league leaders in, in takeaways, and that's what you need in the playoffs. You need a defense that just takes the ball away. That's what they do. Well, well that's Barton. why I believe yep. that um, the key, as I see it for the Vikings, is Adrian Peterson. They got to get him involved. If they can, if they can run the ball, see, uh, they can, he can dominate. And I think. And, and, and uh, dominate the ball in possession. Of course, you want to try to get ahead, but they, they want to run the ball, stay away from, you know, they can't turn the ball over. Farber has been good about that. And, you know, I talked about that and how, uh, you know, this whole thing with Favre. Why would a guy, he's got to get to 40 years old to learn how to take care of the football? Come on. It's ridiculous. All well, those years he wasted, he should have been the greatest quarterback to ever play. You know, um, he because he, you know, he can make he a great be. throw and all that. But he never took care of the ball all those years, and it was just because nobody demanded that he take care of the ball. So, well, you know, <laughs> that's on and on. Speaking of Adrian Peterson, though, what is his deal? He has not been what he's been in the past, and, and you would have thought the opposite. They, they come in, they bring far, they have a passing game. You would think things would open up for him. What, what's wrong with Adrian Peterson? Well, I think the thing with, with Peterson, from what I've heard, is that um, – you know, the, the, the offensive line uh, is, uh, is out of kilter, you know, uh, because you see him. I mean, if you look at the, at, the, uh, at the Cowboy game, you know, you didn't see him with any air. Every time he gets the ball, you got three guys in the backfield. <laughs> but, but what it did do, though, is because they were so keyed on Peterson that when Favre went play-action pass, see, they honored the fake. And, and a lot of times, you know, that, 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 uh, that little few seconds – Will wind up being a difference between you either putting pressure on him, or um, or letting you know, let him have enough time to get rid of the football, uh, because uh, when I think of it, uh, Favre hit all the big plays against blitzes. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he had a big play uh, that first touchdown was against a blitz, and the third touchdown was against a blitz. You know, we put it up uh, to um, Sidney Rice. Rice. And he was one on one. The reason you know they were blitzing, and I I don't know why the Cowboys started blitzing so much. You know, they they were putting some pressure on Favre. I thought that they probably blitzed more than they they should have, and and I know uh, Wade Phillips. He he doesn't like the blitz a lot. Right, right. And and you know that's what Adrian Peterson's there for. You know, you got to honor that play action because they will hand it to him. On the other side, though, did you guys did you guys get a, a win for Reggie Bush last week? Oh man, what? yeah. Now that's the guy that everybody was talking about coming out of school. That's the kind of stuff that was just scary, you know, to, to have that type of uh, explosiveness, you know, the way he came to, um, came to a stop and then was able to accelerate and take it the distance like that. But it's not even that. And, Perry, I don't know if you noticed this, too. He was finishing runs the way I've never seen him do. And he was going up the middle. Yeah, and, and outside, he was, you're right. Things. He was finishing runs. And, you know, you, you probably uh, you don't get hurt. And don't, you know, if you if you uh, if you, you run like that, and so I got to give it to him. Yeah, he said something afterward about, oh, that's what big players do. They play big in big games. Yeah, well, where's this been for the last four years? I, I can't imagine that's, that has to be what everyone in New Orleans was thinking. This is all well and good. Where's this been? He is. Well, you know, I, I really don't think. See, he's not that big, and um, you know, like even upper body wise, he's not as big as uh, Brian Westbrook. Right, and he he wants to stay healthy, and I don't blame him. <laughs> I don't blame him for wanting to stay healthy, but there's a way you can avoid contact. I mean, Emmett Smith never took a big hit. 
But there's yeah, ways well, to just Emmitt get Smith was built. Um, he was built thicker than uh, than Reggie Bush. I mean, I I, I kind of understand what Reggie Bush. But the the biggest thing I don't I, see. I I'm not as I I don't uh, I'm not so much into him finishing the runs as much as I am to the way that he he takes his time. He knows when to turn on the gas, when to be patient behind his blocks. You know because. Even if he finishes runs, he's not knocking anybody over uh, with his runs. If they're not a little DB, he's not going to be running over any linebacker. So uh, I, I just want him running smart because when he gets that opening, you got to run smart and, and know when to turn it on, when to, when to turn it off. No, that's true. And, look, we'll, uh, we'll take a break here. We'll come back and finish up the show. Talk a little Jets and Colts. Uh, G-Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. We'll see you in a minute. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports if you're a fantasy football lover you need to take a few minutes to listen to this commercial even if you're a novice this could be for you butts and butts along with former nfl linebacker sean barber have revolutionized the way you'll play fantasy football that's right suicide fantasy football is now available go to www.suicidefantasyfootball.com for all the details you'll get the hot tips on this new game and find out how to win twenty-five thousand dollars. suicide fantasy football is just like the game you know and love with a little twist there's no draft you select a lineup every week and just about every starter from an nfl team is available to you the catch is you only use a player one time each season pick brady to moss for the first week save McNabb and peterson for the stretch run you're the gm of your own team and you make the call here's your chance to show everyone that you're the smartest fantasy football player week in and week out there's no lucky draft picks no waiver wire moves because you're in last place it's simple. Go to www.suicidefantasyfootball.com and sign up for a league and show everyone who's boss. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and move oh, on. I just, and I just ready think ready that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports.
you're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. All right, everybody, we're back on G Cobb in the house. It's Voice America Sports. I'm with G Cobb and Michael Perry from OTR Sports Online. And we got to get to this, this little bit here on Westbrook. Now, our buddy Howard Eskin has been, been making a lot, actually a lot of reports this week, and one of them was Westbrook's done, or he's, gotta, he's going to have to retire because he's got the bum knee. It has nothing to do with the concussions. you got to wonder, is, is, it, is it possible he's trying to grease the skids for the club because the club would rather that he just retire as opposed to him come back, and they got to pay him to come back. I mean, what do you guys say? They no, I, I don't, I don't think, think it's that they, uh, they've got to pay him to come back. They don't want to release him because they just did it to um, a popular player like Brian Dawkins. I think what they want to do is they want to have Westbrook retire, see, because he was hurt, and see, they don't get the flack from the fans. But if, if they got to... If they have to uh, to release Westbrook, then you know there's going to be a lot of noise. People, how can you get rid of Westbrook? Look what he did for the team and all, you know. But and so that's that's what I think that was all about. Um, so Westbrook would just go somewhere and retire rather than go somewhere else and try to play. See, right now I thought when Westbrook came back, Perry, I want to know what you think here because when when I watched Westbrook this year, especially at the end of last year, boy did he look like toast. And when everyone kept talking about he's coming back from the concussions, he's coming back this week, and I kept thinking, so what? The guy looks like he's running on the beach. I actually thought he looked all right. I thought he had a little spring in his step, Perry. Did you think he looked a little better than maybe you expected? Yeah, it looked a little bit better than what I expected, but it's come to the point now where it's just every game it's something. Where yeah. After every game it's something. You know, you just It's a shame the guy had a great career with the, with the Eagles, but... You know, the spring is there, but then the next play, you know, he's on the sidelines limping around. <laughs> you know, a, um, a, a personnel guy, NFL personnel guy, told me years ago that, you know, you treat players like cars. Uh, if you've got a car and it's spending more time in the shop than it is on the road, it's time to do what? Get a new car. car. Get rid of the car. Get a new car, you know. And and that's what Westbrook is. He's a car that's that's in the shop more than he is on the road. So you think Joe Banner wants to pay him seven point five million dollars next year to stand on the sidelines and look at the game? No, there's no way. Uh, he's gone. Yeah, I think he's gone too. And now the Eagles are just trying to find a way if he can retire. It helps them PR wise because they know. I mean, they're going to get lambasted if they cut him, even though it's the right thing to do. Just like I thought, based on the money that Dawkins got. It's the right thing to do. He got paid a lot of money in Denver. And I didn't think he was necessarily worth that, but you know how they get around here. And, uh, and speaking of injured Philadelphia athletes, this, this week, Mr. Lidge, it comes out that he, he was hurt all year, or it started midseason, I guess, with the bone chips in his elbow, which sound like they'd be a problem for a pitcher. And he didn't tell the team, boy, what a gamer. Thanks for keeping that to yourself while you blew save after save after save. I mean, uh, he said he had bone chips in his elbow, which I've had that. I know what that feels like. And he had a problem with his knee, too. Well, they put him on the DL for that. 
You know, and he 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 toughed it out, man. We really appreciate it. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> go ahead. You know, because uh, they could have been in a situation where they could have been hosting those last games. You know, because they would have had advantage over the Yankees if they'd have won all those games that he uh, he 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 blew uh, he blew the saves in. You know, yeah, he did blow the one. That wasn't good. Because they would have won over a hundred and some games. What's that? They would have won over a hundred and some games. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Have. See, well, it's pretty bad. Yeah, do you bring in competition for them in spring training? Because right now they haven't, and their payroll is about as stretched thin as it can be right now. Yeah, they don't you know, have I, like I, I was talking to uh, Shane Victorino today, and um, you know, they, he, I, I guess he thought they were going to do something else too. Uh, he, he didn't know what, but. Um, they feel pretty confident they're going to be back in there. So, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of think that they, you know they're going to make a uh, they could wait and make a couple more runs. Really, you know, you think about it. Oh, they def- they definitely could. Perry, what do you think? With all these signings, do you think Amaro was really just keeping this all in mind? He knew he needed to address the bullpen. That mean to do with Cliff Lee going? Yeah, I, I mean, I think they got to. I don't even know who's left out there if they need to bring in somebody as far as free agencies, you know. It would have to be affordable. But Lich said he is going to be ready after spring training or, or, or what? Yeah, he, he did say that he's going to be ready after spring training. You right. know. So that means he's going to spend April in spring training, if you know what I mean. You know, May. Yeah, now he, he may, he may, because, you know, he's got that knee now. Um, you know, he, he's, got, he's got injuries in key Point. You know, you, you throw with your legs, you know, you, you really the, the pitching is, is tough on your legs and, of course, it's tough on the arm. Uh, and as I said, I, I got that uh, chip bones in the elbow. I had that same surgery. And so, um, you know, Brad Lidge, you know, I don't think he's going to be writing through part of the season. So, Well, you got to have some kind of solution, and I don't think it's Jose Contreras who they signed today. Did you see that, G? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> oh, what, what is, oh, he, he's got to be what is he? he is he 55 or what 55 and a half so that's even worse <laughs> but, but they got to be careful that they don't come out and get themselves into a hole in the division yeah uh, that's true Perry uh, I know you, you love the Mets did you see the they, Mets they uh, sign Gary uh, Matthews Jr well they got Gary Matthews Jr. now so they, they should be good to go yeah, they you know, I, I, think, I think he'll help them you know but you know it's not going to be you know <laughs> They got a lot of other problems. The Mets do. Yeah, those four home. I, mean, I think John Main is their second starter this year. I'm sure uh, Gary Matthews Jr.'s four home runs should should help him out. Perry, you like yeah. the Mets this year? The Mets. <laughs> yeah, you go there, you get injured. That's really it. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Well, I want to thank you guys. It is a pleasure as always for spending your Friday nights uh, together. This is G Cobb in the house on Voice America Sports. Enjoy the games this weekend. And let's hope. Let's all hope against oh, hey, hope that it's not Manny Favre. Hey, well, finally, we got to congratulate Allen Iverson being named to the All Star game. That's true. Congratulations, Chuck Buddy. Allen Iverson. He's the starting guard. It's a spectacular season for Allen Iverson. Career year. He earned it. He deserved I mean, it. He, had, he hadn't even been starting all year. <laughs> what, he wasn't even what starting a, for the Grizzlies. What a, what a joke. If you didn't think the Pro Bowl was a joke, the NBA All-Star Game is a bigger joke. But, uh, look, you guys have fun with the games this week. We'll see everybody next week on G-Cobb in the house. Take care and have a good week.
Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.